Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yeah, it is time to uh, check in now with uh, Mick Cowley from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. And uh, Mick, as I say, good morning to you, mate. Plenty going on in the Greyhound Racing world. Uh, what's happening with uh, Million Dollar Chase? Because uh, we would have been talking about it if things had been normal in the world. Uh, I, look, we just have to go bigger and better next year, don't we? Mate, you're absolutely right. Good morning, Dave, and uh, hello to listeners. Yeah, we would have been right in the midst of Million Dollar Chase. Probably would have been city qualifiers into semi-finals into the final. But yeah, yeah, we're not the only thing that's changing in this world and this current climate. So you just adapt to it. But uh, next year will be bigger and better. And already a stack of people asking questions about the two million dollar chases next year we've got the the one in april may and then we've got the the one in this regular time slot next year all being well hopefully that'll be the case uh, it'll be a, a big year for greyhound uh, trainers and owners and participants and, and supporters in in general it's uh, it's going to be a fantastic time for greyhound racing in new south wales we've got a lot of feature races and now would be the time to get involved with greyhounds because you've uh, you've got a lot of prize money out there ready to be won yeah, there is, mate. Uh, there definitely is. Um, in regards uh, to that um, million-dollar chase uh, next year, I mean, is that something that you guys will be looking at announcing or, or talking more about next year, middle of next year, or will you really start to, to ramp it up in that sort of late autumn? Oh, mate, yeah, from, from a million-dollar chase perspective, yeah, as I said, we'll, the way the schedule's looking at the moment, we'll have Easter egg, uh, the final of the Easter egg will be April nine. Um, the plans tentatively at this stage will be uh, perhaps a couple of week break and then we'll get into the city side of the uh, essentially the 2021 million dollar chase um, and hold those city qualifiers and then into the semi-finals and then into the final perhaps in that first week in May tentatively at this stage um, and then it's, it's it's literally only a couple of months until you, you're back into the regional series for the 2022 million dollar chase uh, you know, if you've got a dog, dog that's going good enough um, one of the uh, the elite dogs you, you could seriously clean up to 250 in the Easter egg into the million in the million dollar chase and then three months four months later you can be chasing another million so it's uh, it's a good yeah. time to get a good dog, that's for sure, mate. I'd be shopping around if I was you. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, all right. Um, we saw that, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of chat about the achievements of Greyhounds on track. We saw that with the catching pen on uh, Tuesday night. But what's happening with the Greyhound of the Year awards uh, this year? As you said, it's uh, yeah. We've uh, we plan to to do something with ours. Unfortunately, we had to postpone. They were set to be held in late June, but unfortunately, again, COVID hit and lockdowns hit, so we uh, we had to put them off. Uh, there will be some sort of function uh, virtually held later in the year, and that'll be something to look forward to. And, and we do have to look back on seven years of, of awards because they haven't been held since the 2014 season. So that that will be uh, a, a good a good way to recognise some of the uh, some of the fantastic achievements and great dogs and trainers that we have had over that past time. It was great to see the uh, Greyhound Clubs Australia awards that were held on Tuesday night and yeah. uh, congratulations to all those winners. Yeah, particularly from uh, from a New South Wales perspective, uh, it was good to see Jeff Collis and inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's uh, thoroughly deserved and some people have said they were surprised he wasn't already in there, but good to see Pigeon in there. Uh, congrats to all connections of Tommy Shelby in, in winning the Greyhound of the Year, Steve Withers, the Trainer of the Year. And, and from a New South Wales perspective, again, uh, it was good to see uh, one of the finalists for Greyhound of the Year, um, yeah, actually, yeah, Stanley Road, uh, allegedly uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't named after you, but we, we do joke that it was sometimes. Uh, it won the run of the year as well. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, fantastic night, uh, virtually held, uh, hosted by Jason Adams and Mark Olmos on, on Sky Racing 2 on Tuesday night. And uh, good to see again those fantastic recognition uh, given for those fantastic achievements over the past 12 months, Dave. Certainly the case, mate. Um, now, what about uh, Tommy Shelby, mate? Mate, he's just a great dog, isn't he? He's just a, an absolute fantastic dog. Um, mate, tell you what, why don't we just have a, uh, a listen back to the uh, the peak performance of Tommy Shelby throughout the year as far as we're concerned here in New South Wales. Back in April this year, it was Golden Easter Egg final night. Racing, well stepped away nicely, Tommy Shelby, Shanghai out of the boxes, he's going to cut and run, Tommy Shelby by two, but Wells Park right on his hammer into the back, though a clear of Baroque night, Devil 16, they're followed up by Fire and Ice, well back in the field, there was Vicky's Queen, Farmore Beach is near the tail of the field, coming to the turn, Tommy Shelby the leader, well to the outside, Tommy Shelby, wow, stride for stride, Tommy Shelby, he's in rarefied air, he's won the egg Tommy Shelby first, wow second, Baroque Knight the Boulder third then Devil 16, Fire and I zipping Kyrgios, followed in by Farmore Beach, Vicky's Queen the tail ender, he is now a million dollar earner, he cracks the million dollars in prize money Tommy's done it it's a very familiar voice there, Dave, that, uh, that yeah. we haven't heard calling races for a while. Was, uh, yeah, really, really good to hear the battler calling that again. And as I said, the uh, fantastic performance by Tommy Shelby. Speaking of Tommy Shelby, obviously, uh, yeah, just yeah, segueing a little bit, but uh, on Sunday afternoon, no, Sunday evening, actually, the uh, great Greyhound Racing Victoria are going to announce their successful applicants for the slots for the Phoenix, which will be held in December this year at the Meadows. Um, I would imagine whoever gets a slot may uh, look towards Tommy Shelby to be their runner. Similar sort of format, obviously, to the Everest. Uh, it will be a fantastic event. Um, you know, Greyhound Racing New South Wales has obviously put in a submission. We're hoping that we might be one of the lucky ones that does get one of the eight slots. But that'll all be decided on Sunday. It, uh, you can tune into the announcement. It's, uh, it's on www phoenix.melbourne uh, or you can go to the Meadows Greyhound social channels uh, around 7.30 and, and find out all the details of the successful slot holders there. And Yeah, it'd be great for um, yeah for the people in New South Wales to get involved as well. There's a lot of, as I said, a lot of applicants, I think 14 for the eight slots. Uh, fingers crossed from a GRNSW perspective that we might be able mm. to get one and, uh, and you know, pass that sort of thing on to our participants. Uh, as I yeah. said, all will be revealed on Sunday evening. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, uh, it's just with all the codes, um, there's just these new and different things that are being created, aren't they? All the time, you, it's sort of you can't rest on your laurels anymore. Mate, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and it's, as we heard a little bit earlier, the Kosciuszko that uh, that draw that's created a lot of interest. Yeah, Racing New South Wales have just initiated another race. Uh, yeah, and the same in the Greyhound Racing Code. Yeah, everyone's looking for for a new sort of event or, or feature that that can 
basically attract people into the sport and and bring a new audience into the sport as well. Yeah, we, we often hear that the 18 to 35 year old demographic uh, are huge in our sport. They're very interested. They're keen punters on our sport, and uh, yeah, it's all about looking to get them involved in other ways as well. And, and new promotions, new products, and new events are, are one way of doing that. And uh, yeah, congratulations to, to GRV on on this uh, on this particular. Uh, event the the Phoenix it, it will no doubt be successful it will garner a lot of interest right around the country and uh, and yeah as I said hopefully we can uh, we can be involved in G- at GRNSW and uh, and work with a New South Wales Greyhound of perhaps pinching that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize in uh, in the middle of December would uh, it would be good yeah make more money on offer for, for Greyhound racing owners it's as I said I can't emphasise it enough now is the time to be getting involved in our wonderful sport. All right, mate. What about uh, we look at uh, the Canamble meeting? Now, this was a shame because actually, I was actually going to head out of this meeting. Yeah, mate. It's a, it's a it's one for the bucket list of anyone who's uh, interested in greyhound racing. Canamble Carnival. It's usually held the October long weekend. They they do literally make a weekend of it. Yeah, you know, a couple of race meetings on the Friday. And the Saturday, the Sunday spent um, with a, a Calcutta and, and watching the Rugby League Grand Final. And the Monday, there's a, I think there's a couple of meetings held on the Monday with all the finals of the events. From uh, from all reports, it's a wonderful, wonderful week, let alone weekend up there. Uh, unfortunately, they lost the, the carnival last year due to COVID and the situation. Same story this year. They, uh, they've they had to lose it. It won't be held on the October long weekend. But it, uh, like the Million Dollar Chase, has been postponed. So it hasn't been lost and it's going to be held now around Australia Day. It's going to kick off on January 26 and we'll run through to January 30, which I, I think from memory is the Sunday. The Calcutta will be held on the Saturday. So anyone looking for something to do when we're out of lockdown, uh, you can head up to Canamble for you know, four fun days and guaranteed you'll absolutely enjoy yourself up there. Exactly right, mate. Uh, now, what about uh, um, this next one? This podcast I've been seeing pop up. Uh, this is with the Duke and the Bat, mate. It is indeed. It's going. Uh, it's going incredibly well. We're getting uh, some really good reviews on it. Everyone's enjoying it. And I know that the two guys are having a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, we've had some great guessery. Of course, yeah, they they sucked up the first week and had the boss on Tony Mestrov, and then uh, then we had Ryan Pappenhausen on. We've had Mick Hardman. The uh, Young training couple, the Brewers, uh, our COO, Wayne Billett, came on. That was one of one of the more popular episodes as well. Uh, we've had Chief Steward Wade, Wade Birch from Gwick, uh, Steve Kavanagh, who trained the great brother Fox. This week, Dave, I've, uh, I've actually had a, a bit of a sneak peek, and it's a really good episode. We've got uh, Michael and, uh, and Michelle Lill, who are training dogs uh, up in Hunter, and they're doing fantastic work at the moment. They've got great stories. They've both had thoroughbred backgrounds. Uh, they both work for some leading trainers. Michael worked with John Hawkes and Lee Friedman and, and Michelle worked with Mark Connors. Uh, well worth listening to for that. There's also another one on there too. Yeah, someone who we would both know, Jamie Rogers, is a guest on the show this week. And she talks a, a bit about, you know, she's part of an ambassador for uh, Gotcha for Life, which is obviously appropriate on a day like today, on Are You OK Day? And Jamie also talks about, yeah, her swim 
across the English Channel, which will be done next year, and uh, how she's looking to raise some some funds for charity through that, and and just talks us through the process of it, and uh, and how she's not concerned about uh, being stung by by jellyfish or things like that. She's uh, she's just a little bit concerned about how cold it is. So as I said, well worth a listen. Um, yeah, that'll be on the GRSW platforms probably later this afternoon, if not first thing tomorrow morning, and uh, well and truly worth a listen to behind the boxes. The podcast is called. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, mate, um, I tell you, you're getting better guests than the catching pen. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, mate, yeah, this is what happens. Yeah, Battler obviously uh, entices people. Yeah, he's got great pulling power. That's obviously why we signed him up. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't do a Starsky and Hutch thing, you know? Oh, no, that's Dukes <laughs> of Hazards, isn't it? That's I'm, I always think uh, the Duke and Bat, there'd be something there. That's all right. We'll, we'll figure something out. Mate, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll definitely work on that. <laughs> Have a good day, mate. Uh, Mick, actually, no, before I let you go, tips. What are we backing? Oh, mate, yes, we can't forget tips. Okay, we've got three meetings today. We've got Casino. The best comes up there. It's race two, number six, Allegro Diamond. Gunnadar's the next on the uh, on the program. It's race four, number four, Nick's Girl. And then Adapto tonight, the, uh, the usual Thursday night Adapto. And our best comes up in race five. It's the middle distance race. It's dog number six, Angel Glow. Hopefully there's three winners for the, uh, for the punters out there, Dave. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Mick. You have a good uh, week, mate. All good, mate. You too. Mick Cowley there on uh, Sky Sports Radio with Going Greys. 11.34. We'll take a break.